0: Welcome back to the College Football Breakdown. I'm your host, Zachary Haynes. Conference Champ Week has ended. The college football rankings are out. We got a couple of great matchups, not only in the College Football Playoff, but also in the New Year's Six. We had a couple of upsets last week that we actually didn't expect were going to happen. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show, but we actually got a special, special show today. We got Trey and we got Grant on the show. Welcome, boys. How are y'all doing? It's
1: good to be here, man. That was a crazy weekend full of games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Trey and me are smiling. Grant, are you are you smiling? Are you you doing all right?
2: I'm, I've been better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you've been better. I actually got before we start out. I actually have a joke for you. So a UG, UGA fan is on its deathbed and decides he wants to update his will one last time. He states. I want the Georgia football team to be in my my pallbearers at my funeral, so they can let me down one more time. That's that's just to open up the show, Grant. Oh my! God. Like you could have picked a better joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm just looking at the bowl schedule real quick. Hold on, let me let me find this. I, I, yeah, oh, there yeah, it yeah. was. It's oh wow, it's like really early. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> December the 23rd. Y'all are before Christmas. Well, guess what? In the gas gasparilla bowl oh i'm sorry the human the union home mortgage gasparilla bowl yeah yeah
0: yeah you yep. have to you have to get the whole thing down the whole thing down not only that but south Carolina's in the in the the mayo bowl uh trade. the
2: duke's
1: mayo bowl. the duke's the whole, May, my, name my brand
0: <laughs> yeah so so that'll be that'll Wait, be good as well what was the score to that game again which one when florida went to columbia yeah, oh, oh that's that's my you, bad sorry. You mean the one i was at yeah where, the, that, that's right yeah um, that that was a great game. I was I was having so much fun at that game. Oh, that's great. Now not we're gonna all lie, in pain. It, so if, this is great. If, <laughs>
2: if the Gasparilla Bowl wasn't glorified high school football, it'd be a good one to go to. It's yeah. only twenty eight bucks and it's in Tampa.
0: Oh, it's only twenty eight dollars in Tampa. Yeah. Hey, man. That, th- nice weather yeah. though. Nice weather. It's the state of Florida. Whoever wins wins the state of Florida. Technically, because I mean, that's a, that's a struggle state. I said that's, that's, yeah, that's, you know. that's
1: not a very big deal this year. Yeah.
0: Well, like every coach is gone from that state. Well, I'm taking the Black Knights the black knights I'm not
2: the black knights what, what is that's what is, army that's I know mean, that's army I know they golden have the knights, same colors right? golden knights they, golden knights they
0: have the same colors UCF does it really matter no it doesn't yeah. matter
2: it's it's UCF the, the, it honestly makes hey, the joke better i got their mascot 2000 what is it
0: 2019 a... national champs or 2018 national champs 17 17
2: or no yeah you're 18 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. 18, 18 yeah. yeah 17 season 18 yeah. yeah
0: we get to play them in the Gasparilla bowl I, I can't wait for that one all right let's let's go to our first we're gonna break down some games and then we're gonna get into the college wall playoff and then we're gonna get into the coaching carousel. There's a lot of there's a lot happening in the coaching realm right now. This is probably honestly, this is probably the craziest coaching mix up that I've ever seen in college football. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It, it's it's crazy. Um, so we'll get into that. Let's first go to I know the game everybody wants to talk about number one Georgia versus number three, Alabama. 41 24. It's a shocker. Alabama thoroughly dominated this game after the end of the first quarter. Um, they dominated second, third, and fourth quarter. Top performers Alabama Bryce Young, 26 of 44 for 421 and three touchdowns. Georgia's Brock Bowers, or tight end freshman, 10 receptions, 139 and a touchdown. He had a tremendous game. And the two receivers, um, Jamison Williams, seven receptions, 184 and two touchdowns. He torched. He torched the Georgia secondary, and John Mechie he had a great game as well. But he has a torn ACL. He toured at the end of the second, by the end of the second quarter. So
1: almost hundred yards and a half. Yeah, I think it was it, ninety-seven or ninety-eight.
0: It's, um, Jamison Williams can carry the load, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to affect Alabama's offense when they play Cincinnati. Game-changing stats against top 25 teams this year Georgia allowed 26 points they played 4 top 25 teams they allowed 41 to Bama and yes I know one was a defensive touchdown so it was 34 technically but it was still 41 on the board so that Georgia team allowed 15 more points and then gave up against a top 25 team than they gave up all year 15 more um, they allowed in top 10 games this year they allowed 342 in total yards against Clemson and Arkansas those were their top ten games against Bama. They allowed 546, so some pretty eye-popping stats there from that Georgia defense. Um, one of the key takeaways from the game, I want to get you guys' opinion on this. That Georgia secondary struggled. It was a it was a struggle from start to finish, and I know it was. A lot of people have been joking, hey, this this Georgia secondary, they don't have to be elite because the pass rush is so good. Well, we saw what happens when the pass rush does not get to the quarterback. It's a struggle for this Georgia. It's a struggle for this Georgia defense because the she- I wouldn't say the secondary. Secondary is good, but it's not elite. What are you guys' thoughts?
1: I think first of all that Bill O'Brien had to have some kind of talk with that offensive line after the Auburn game. Oh yeah. Because they get, went from giving up seven sacks versus Auburn to no sacks versus Georgia. I mean, before this game, people were saying this was the best defensive line ever. They didn't give up sacks. I mean, Bryce Young was pressured a little bit, but he was very comfortable in the pocket. Um, I just thought their game plan was phenomenal, though. Have extra guys in to block. Um, trust those one-on-one matchups on the outside with Mechie and Williams. Um, and when Mechie went out of the game, Williams was seeing double coverage. And he had that double um, stop-and-go move. Got to the end zone. I mean, he really yeah, did a had, great job. They had safety job.
0: help over the top, of him, and it didn't
1: stop him. So one, one big thing I noticed throughout the game, and, and I watched the game with Grant, so I kept mentioning, is Alabama kept coming out in a bunch right formation. And so they would have their three top receivers bunched to the right. And whether it was zone or man, someone was always getting lost in the coverage. And so they were really exploiting Georgia's defense down the field through that. Um, I think that's definitely something Georgia would have to adjust to if they play again. Yep.
2: Grant, Grant, you're the Georgia fan. Uh, correction on the statement. on the, It was really just Brainy needs to step up his game in the secondary. I've never seen <laughs> someone look so lost in a game. It was terrible. Um, my takeaway as far as defense goes to say Georgia's defense is overrated is absurd. Yeah, I think going into absurd. the game, um, Georgia still has by far the best defense in the country. Uh, there is no talent, there, there really isn't a talent gap between Georgia and Alabama. Uh, the composite talent rankings are 1 and 2 and it's basically 1A and 1B. The, the separation is, is, is non-existent. Um, I would say that even at quarterback, we'll get into this I'm sure later. Uh, yeah, it's it's on number it's number two key takeaway. But that quarterback, would say that the talent gap isn't even big there. It's just that our talent doesn't play. Um, I, I however, might have to disagree with you on might. that. Might I will have to disagree with you on that. <laughs> I will say
0: I'm saying maybe I'm, in I'm the backup maybe the backup quarterback the talent gap's not as much as people think. But I think the starter, oh, back,
2: for, backup quarterback, Georgia's probably got an advantage. They got two five stars behind who we're playing. Yeah, well, so, he's, maybe it, he's
1: saying between J T. and Bryce. Between J T. And, and Bryce,
0: I think the talent's there for both of them. I think with Stetson and Bryce, I think the talent is completely different. No, that's
2: that's what I'm saying. Oh my word! No, I'm agree. Okay, I think we got yeah, misunderstanding here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stetson's Bryce, still a starter as of now. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I'm talking about we don't play our talent. As yeah, in, yeah, as yeah. Okay, yeah. Our comparable quarterback to Bryce Young is has a clipboard. In yeah, his hand. Um, I, I would definitely agree I, I, with that. I, statement. Stetson Bennett's not in the same universe no. as as Bryce Young. I will say, uh, as far as total takeaway from the game, again, like I said, the talent gap is not big enough. It's it's not the ta- the talent gap is not a seven, seventeen point difference. Not even close to that. It, Georgia, the, the game. Watching the whole game, it. It looked just like Alabama had to win to get into playoff, and Georgia already knew they were in. Georgia looked complacent the whole night. the The blown coverages, the the no pass rush. We stopped the run. That's about all we did. Uh well, they, they that's stopped a, running. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, and that's a given. I mean, even at the, I mean, it's it's hard to run. But they, at the end of the day, Georgia looked like they like they were just. Very complacent. It they look. Like,
0: they look almost lost. It was a very, times. very
2: lethargic. I've. I, it's the last time I saw that was the Florida game last year, and it, it was. It. It wasn't even hard to stop. I mean, it was literally like the. Like Trey said, the bunch right formation. It's pretty much they run in just a few different plays out of the same formation. It's like when Florida kept running the wheel routes last year. Cover the wheel route. It's not hard to figure out. So I. I get it. It's. It. It's frustrating for Georgia fans, um, especially knowing. You're as good as they are. Uh, there's a few coaching decisions in there, and and and, like I said, just lethargic play that makes you uh, question, um, the sanity of the athletic department in, <laughs> in, in Georgia. At, at or UGA the sanity
0: of the fans right now.
2: Ooh. Oh, that that's not existent. <laughs> that, I, yeah, I, I can I can speak from experience there. I mean, you just want to curl up and wait for i don't know baseball season we're baseball we're, we're not baseball oh, school we're, we're a baseball state now because that curse is broken apparently so the braves I'm oh, just, i thought you mean it, like georgia
0: athletics and baseball i was like i don't uh, think georgia's ever been good in baseball like I don't, ever i mean atlanta well, right I mean, braves
1: interjecting i i have a big question i've been thinking about this all day so who has the blame more to fall on them kirby smart for blowing his third 10 plus point lead versus nick saving in a championship game or stetson bennett for blowing a lead versus alabama for the second straight year kirby
2: i'll take option c both both
0: <laughs> i would say i would say kirby and and here's my here's my thinking about this with our takeaway of stetson bennett cannot win you a national championship no we we said that before on the podcast i was never a believer in stetson bennett when he played decent teams defensively i remember watching the florida and georgia game even though florida got blown blown out the first quarter in the first half Stetson Bennett did not look good he was not making the correct reads against Florida you cannot make the correct reads and still live you make the wrong reads with Alabama
2: you're in trouble now you would and, think and Michigan yeah, especially in Alabama with everything to lose yeah.
0: and, and you're making that decision and, and people are like well then it should be Stetson Bennett's fault he's the one no who's putting Stetson Bennett on the field who has the final say Kirby Smart Kirby Smart has the final say. Not their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Not any of their analysts. Kirby Smart has the final say. JT Daniels is sitting on the bench. A Heisman favorite. One of the Heisman favorites at the start of the year. He came in last year in those four or five games. And Mm -hmm. he played spectacularly. Then he goes into the start of this year. He gets hurt. He puts Stetson Bennett in the game. And Stetson Bennett plays well against bad competition. And he's like, "Oh, I guess Stetson
1: Well, JT was out for yeah. several games. So. I guess
0: I guess Stetson Bennett is the uh he's clearly the the number 1 cuz he's having outrageous stats. He's leading the offense really well. I'm I'm again, I'm not one to judge a, a a coach like Kirby Smart and how good he is. He's a great he's a phenomenal elite coach. But it goes to the same thing that Florida was having at the start of this year with Dan Mullen. Emory Jones was on the field. Emory is clearly not the best QB. It is he's clearly not the best QB. It was clearly Anthony Richardson, but I feel like Dan Mullen had a love more of a love for Emory Jones because it was his quarterback. It was it was one that 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 wanted to come to Florida and and play for Dan Mullen. I think it's almost this thing with Stetson Bennett that Kirby loves Stetson Bennett. And, and he trusts him, I guess, maybe more to manage the offense. But it's one thing to trust somebody to manage the offense. It's another thing to have an offense that maybe could... JT Daniels maybe could be more mistake-prone. I wouldn't think so.
1: Well, but he takes shots.
0: Yeah, but he also, again, takes more shots... He's more aggressive with his downfield passing, and he has more of an—he has a better arm than Stetson Bennett. The, the thing that shocked
1: me, and the, and the reason I bring this up, is in the fourth quarter uh, after Stetson's, you know, pick six, um, I, I watched Stetson went back in the game, um, and then the next drive they didn't score. I looked at the sidelines. Stetson's on the sideline talking to his coach. J.T. Daniels doesn't have his helmet in his hand. I mean, yep. he's got a headset on. I like so, uh, Kirby Smart obviously wasn't even telling him to get ready. Um, it, it was clear Stetson was riding that game out. And so I wonder if that's a coaching strategy because he knew they were going to lose, and you know you want to keep JT off film for uh, the playoff and a possible rematch. Another thing though that, that surprised me about Kirby, they went into halftime losing, did not change much about their offensive game plan, uh, defensive coverages did not change much. Alabama did the same thing in the passing game and in the running game in the second yeah, half. Their
0: first drive they threw up. A- Fifty-six yard pass to Jamison Williams, touchdown.
1: Absolutely, and and that that one was a play of him beating individuals. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that was as much schematics, but mm-hmm. but schematically in the second half there were not major adjustments made, and so yes, you can argue that this was not a you know winner go home game for Georgia, but it does surprise me to see that Saban you know continues to change his offense, continues to change his approach, and he always comes out of halftime ready to go, um and, and to not see the major adjustments made by Georgia, it, it was sickening to watch because you can they have talent on defense. They could have played much better if they would have changed
0: up their Yeah, carriages. I think they can hold this Alabama team to the less than 20 points. I think they have the talent, too. I, I think it's, just, uh, again, schematically, I think they have a good scheme, but I, I, I think it goes down to making the right calls as the coach um, and, and executing. I don't think Georgia executed, like Grant said. Georgia came out lethargic. They came out. Well, they came out great. They came yeah, out with, firing. Yeah, on the first the last quarter. three and quarters. The, they, and then they, they, they kind of got sleething. complacent. hmm they kind of got complacent. I feel like they just they just died down. Um, Grant, anything to say, or are you just gonna keep willowing in the corner? <laughs> it's no, okay, it's buddy.
2: it's 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 a little frustrating. I mean, it is again. I'm glad we're still in the in the playoff. And honestly, you know, looking at it, I don't think you probably. I think Georgia's talent's gonna. I think line I could be wrong, but I don't think that. I think you can beat Michigan with J, with uh, Stetson. Yeah. I don't think Michigan, they're good, but there's a significant talent gap between UGA and Michigan. And I would say... Maybe um, star-wise. Yeah, well, star-wise. Star I would the, say the, the talent, They would be a talent
0: gap. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say skill-wise.
2: Compo- yeah, well, I mean, defensively, I don't know how Michigan's going to score. Uh, yeah, that's we'll, true. We'll see. We'll, we'll the, talk about, we'll talk the, about that I in a second. Com- I got some thoughts. The composite, yeah. the composite uh, talent ranking is 2 versus 17 um i just i you're not you don't be look we're literally right now as the playoff sits the the what's most likely to happen which is where it's 20 college football season 2021 so who knows but we're still looking at 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 probably the favorite being an alabama georgia rematch and you're it's gonna be the same story like guys i've said zach have i not said this all season to you that I have seen this before we saw the exact same game in Tuscaloosa last year when Stetson Bennett takes a talented Georgia team not this talented but yet Mm -hmm. still talented into Tuscaloosa what was the final score 41-24 what did I tell you was going to happen if they played Alabama again in this case I said I think they'll beat them but there's the chance that with Stetson Bennett I'm just saying you have to watch out and what happened 41-24 literally the exact same thing with a lead with a lead. Both games, we had a lead. And no. they, had, they, digit, they were yeah. held
0: to seven points in the second half. And, and, I they, would, and they picked them off yeah. two times. I, I would say the
1: first drive of the game, uh, Alabama came out showing cover two. Uh, Georgia went empty set. To the left, Alabama had a robber. And so for those of you who don't know, a, oh, co- yeah. a cover two switching to a robber or one of the safeties. It looks like he's deep, dropped short. That's what That's he, what he thought he, he had. Should've, he should have picked off Stets a minute for a pick six first drive. Oh,
2: yeah. And so, 100%. Yeah, Nick
1: Saban remembered that. Uh, come second half uh, they, they ran the same look on Georgia's offense yeah. Alabama came out showing cover two again other yeah. side of the they field they ran
0: that cover one robber instead got the, got the pick six
1: and so I'm saying Stetson Bennett obviously couldn't make the reads post snap uh, that's a huge thing when playing quarterback and so I know he's a feel good story but he's a liability because if you do that versus Michigan Michigan has a really good defense do they do. have a better pass rush than Alabama oh, yeah. they might not be as talented in the back end but I mean if I'm if I'm Kirby you really got to think about this because you know I know he's a fantastic coach, phenomenal coach, top 2 top 3 coach in the nation, top recruiting coach in the nation, I mean very up there. But if you go down losing because you won't take your quarterback out, that really tarnishes your resume. Yep. You know that that tarnishes your name. And so I think going in he's got a, a big decision to make. Um
2: JT needs to play. That that's what it comes down to. JT needs to play and when they play Michigan, I need to see them also reestablish the run because Alabama was not really stopping the run the other night. I mean, we weren't running for 15 yards a pop, but at the same time, when Zamir White was in there, they weren't stopping him. He was going about, I think he was going about five yards at carry. And I just, I just, I don't understand. It wasn't the first two or three drives of the second half. Georgia drives down inside the Alabama 30. Couldn't, and really we we, we, we stall. Well, That that game still, even after everything that... That's why you know Georgia's talented outside. And we played our worst game defensively of the year, by far. Yeah, I think it had uh, a lot I, to do with and, Alabama's and talent, all, too. I, oh, I, no doubt about it. But what I'm saying is, even despite all of that, Georgia still had an opportunity to come back in that game. I'm not even saying win, but they had an opportunity to make it a game at the end. Where we had two interceptions and a turnover in the second half on the Bama side of the field. I just don't get it. It's fine. Zemir, JT
0: Zamir White was running four yards a pop. He was running, but he only had seven carries. I was gonna say,
2: but he only had seven carries. Yeah. I, I, McIntosh
0: was running well too, as well.
2: And then they get they get those little they get the little jet sweeps and then the the screens to uh, cook. Those are I mean he's he's an Alvin Kamara type player. I'm not I'm not comparing him. I'm saying it's the same type style of player. I, it's very frustrating. Well, you can't, you can't run the ball, though, when you're down double digits in the no, fourth quarter. No, paper. you can't, and, but so I'm that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not, you,
0: you, but here's the thing. You're not going to win when Stetson Bennett throws it 48 times you're not going to win well see i don't even michigan if stetson bennett if he plays stetson bennett and stetson bennett throws it 48 times georgia will not be michigan i
1: think if jt barrett plays and you throw it 48 times jt daniels jt sorry sorry sorry. you said
0: barrett 2016
1: Uh, i'm thinking about michigan man that's my (laughs) bad (laughs) um but but i'm saying um if georgia's throwing the ball that many times they're not playing the kind of football they want to play i don't think they will Mm -hmm. i don't think they eclipse 30 passes versus michigan If you had to ask me, uh, I can only imagine what their offensive line meeting is going to look like um, when they get preparing for this game. My
2: my opinion in this game is the Georgia and Michigan play not the same style of football, but a little more similar. They're going to they're they're defensive and they're going to go in for they're going to they're going to run the ball. Obviously, Hassan uh, Haskins Haskins is is a great running back. Um, Georgia's better at that type of football than Michigan is I'm, I'm not taking away anything Michigan has done but like I mean, it's just there's 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 less talent on the field for Michigan they're good um that offensive Georgia line is phenomenal just, though they they yeah, are they phenomenal. are Georgia's pass rush again I don't know what was going on on Saturday but you have the Evan Neal <laughs> literally has <have laughs> yeah, the best happened. linebacker in the country playing for your team and there's no he won the Butkus award so it's fine. There was a couple of arguments on him. There's some guy
0: um, that I saw. I think he deserved it, Kobe Dean. But there was a lot of angry fans arguing about some guy from LSU. I forget his name, who had 138 tackles.
1: That yeah. just means their defensive line's not playing very good this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He had 138 tackles, and he had, I think he had like 15 tackles for loss to his to 61 for for so um 61 for nicobe 62 for nicobe dean but like they didn't understand that well lsu's defense is on the field a lot longer it's
2: also so that and the fact that you have to like okay so you say the same thing like okay so if bryce young was playing at x university that's not named alabama he probably isn't putting up the same numbers so yeah. it's it's beneficial to be on the unit you're on i mean nicobe dean's gonna benefit from being on by far the most dominant unit in football until saturday um yeah. and uh not that they got any help, but still. Um the uh I don't know, and like to your point about Evan Neal, I don't know which one of y'all said that. Uh True. yeah, e- Evan Neal happened. And my, my comeback to that, that's that's great. Alabama's offensive line, that's he's 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 a good player. My response to that is Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, uh Jalen Carter. They looked gassed in the second Nol- half, man. Nolan, Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, N'Kobe Dean. Like, I just named five to the one, and I get it. I do not understand. And it's like, yeah, they might have looked gasped at the same time, there was not any pressure on the first drive or the last drive. There was pressure, but they they never got to him. And I know Bryce Young's a great quarterback. I'm sorry. It was really fra- – do you remember the one play? N'Kobe Dean got loose in the backfield. The closing speed – was ridiculous he ran bryce young down now bryce young threw the ball away but he he literally ran bryce young down it was not going to be close that is frustrating to see and realize that yes bryce young kudos to him please do not think i'm taking anything away from him yeah it's the heisman oh yeah 100 he's going to win the heisman it is extraordinarily frustrating. To see. I don't care if he's going to win the Heisman. He should not. Nobody should throw for 421 yards on that defense.
1: Absolutely, most no. ever broke the record.
2: I mean, it's he- it is extremely frustrating. Great quarterback. I, I don't know. I'm, all I'm saying, is, I mean, if he throws for that again in the Natty, well, I don't care who they're playing. Let's hypothetically say it's Georgia. We're not in that game. Unless, well, I actually unless, don't think they're going to throw.
0: I, just, I. I their matchup versus Cincinnati is that one worries me. People are like it's Cincinnati. For Cincinnati's I don't mental health. I, actually watched them, them I yeah. actually watched them against Houston. I actually watched them mm-hmm. against Houston and I am a firm believer in a mod sauce gardener. I saw oh, his, his highlights. He is the best corner in the nation. He he is extreme he's not only is he technically sound, but he is physical. He's a physical corner. They get after it. In the secondary, Cincinnati, Kobe Bryant, and Ahmad Sauce Gardner, very they're, athletic safeties. Yeah.
2: If they're if can I, can I ask y'all a question? Oh, we'll we'll get into it. Hold no, on. Okay. I, I want to get. Right. I want
0: to do one thing. We're gonna um, talk about Cincy. They took care of business, thirty-five twenty. Let's also talk about Michigan throttling Iowa, forty-two to three.
2: My Mich- question's about Cincinnati too, yeah, by
0: yeah. the way. So, so we're gonna get into the college ball playoff here. Alabama one, Cincinnati four, Michigan two, Georgia three. Overall, I want you to get your overall thoughts, and you can mention the whole thing with Cincinnati too. Um, what is your? Do you like the seating? I personally like where they put everybody at. I might have switched. The problem I have is is it setting up another Alabama Georgia rematch?
1: That's why I think they didn't have it.
0: I personally would like Michigan at one and Alabama at two, and then have Alabama and Georgia rematch. Because right I really away. don't want to see. I really do not want to see another alabama georgia rematch
1: well but they, they didn't want the the back-to-back games yeah uh, that, i understand and that's what it was i understand i think
2: but overall thoughts on the playoff what are you guys thoughts i mean it's kind of boring it's the same four teams just reshuffled i mean yeah. i think we've all pretty much assumed this is regardless of who won the games oak state let us down it, though it, yes if, they did. If, the, if the one thing if you flip it so if the one expected thing happened, if everybody thought georgia was going to win it's i mean you still have it's it's still essentially this. I mean, it just flips it just flips the matchups. But I, I don't think I mean Alabama still had a shot at possibly staying in. I don't think it's really that dramatic. I think, no. I think it was It makes makes me sad because I was
1: really looking forward to a college football playoff without Alabama. Yeah, but, um, I think. The, i
2: wasn't looking forward to one with notre dame though so yeah
1: I I, yeah well i was hoping oak state would make it but they, were, they last week on the podcast i said there was no way he threw three picks this week i was <laughs> you right were
2: right he, he threw four, <laughs> four.
1: <laughs> but um my thoughts with the michigan georgia game they play the same style of football um, I think one thing Michigan's going to have to do, and I'm afraid they're not going to do, is their brand of football is line up with their five linemen, put that 1,500 pounds of beef on the field, yeah, and run the ball with the Son Haskins. And I don't know if their five linemen are better than Georgia's four. But I'm saying, I don't. I think if it doesn't work early, they're going to leave the run game to try to spread them out, and they can't do that. No. And so I think doing that is gonna to lead to turnovers. It's and there's going
2: to no, no Jamison Williams on the field either. No. My guess my guess for this game is too similar to Trey's. I think you they're gonna to try to establish the run and Georgia knows that Cade Cade McNamara they're not set up to play in Ohio State or Alabama style of football, where they're where they're slinging it around the yard. They're going. He's not to bad though, run. but he's not. No, oh, no, 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 yeah. He's not. not he's the, not
1: CJ Stroud or Bryce Young,
2: and no. and and he's especially not either of them with the weapons that those they both have. So yeah. it's it's very different. So yeah, it, it, in looking in looking at this game, I think that if Georgia's going to know what that Michigan's going to try to do, and I don't care how good or how much weight there is on that offensive line five guys cannot block eight and especially when the eight are are made up of the names that i mentioned earlier it's going to be real hard to run the ball especially one dimensional against georgia defense has not worked since not just since the beginning of this year one dimensional offenses have not worked since kirby smart's been at georgia and so um it's just georgia's defense now i mean i'm not saying please do not take this as a prediction especially since i'm a georgia fan I'll, i'll i'll be quiet about the game Um, or about the outcome of the game. But I have to say, I I just think it creates, I think there's a bigger matchup problem for Michigan against Georgia's defense. Um, That's the biggest problem uh, for either team in the game. I think
0: there is a problem um, with Michigan, I think has an advantage on your your offense. Your offensive line is good. But Hutchinson and Ojabo, those two ends for Michigan are really good. And I, I really do think that if Stetson Bennett's playing, that's going to cause a problem. I think because they're going to get rushed, mm-hmm. and Stetson Bennett could not read the coverages right because he's worried about those two on the outside getting to him, and he might make error throws. He might get he might get sped up because he has a tendency to do that. So I think that's a I think that's another worrisome for Georgia.
2: My my thing is is looking at looking at it. I think Georgia's offensive line is the best offensive line statistically in the conference this year. They got embarrassed on Saturday. I think that you have got to. Um, they're going to get a fire lit under those guys. Uh, I think there's chance isn't Jamari Sawyer. There's chance he's back. Um, he was questionable for the SEC championship game. Um, be huge to have him back. Uh, a couple of our offensive linemen had decent games against Alabama. They're still they're still good. They just, we, Kirby's got to get. I think in a way this loss could be good for Georgia outside of the quarterback position. Just because. Um, well, I mean. If Kirby makes the right decision, it could be good in the quarterback situation because it maybe it's a wake up call, like he said. But outside of the quarterback situation, it could be a wake up call because I think it's going to be a great challenge. I mean, there were guys that had good games. War McClendon had a good game the other day. But they um they gave up, you know, they had only given up eight sacks all year going into the game. Um and they gave up two on on Saturday, so it's a fourth of your total sacks from the year given up that's that's a pride thing at that point I mean that's 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 your little hurt after that and so they know what Michigan is what their strength is on defense which is Ed edge rusher, uh, Ed r- edge rushers excuse me so their their focus is obviously going to be on that offensively. And so I think it plays. I think it plays well into Georgia's confidence, into Georgia's uh, game uh, plan, because they're they're going to be concentrating on on correcting those mistakes that they experienced against Alabama, especially against a lesser pass rush. So I think that even that plays in a little bit into Georgia's hand. We'll see. I could be totally wrong. I mean, whatever, improvise on the fly, please, Kirby. If that's the case, <laughs> but um, I, I'm just saying, going into I, I'm not scared by Michigan, um, but I think it's going to be a great game. I think they are too. Um, regardless of whether whether you want to say they're evenly matched schools or uh, teams, I think that definitely they play the same brand of football. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a very fun game to watch. Um, it could be it could be the uh, ground and pound version of that Alabama LSU game from 2019. Maybe very maybe old school, maybe a yeah. low scoring game yeah it very well could be i mean low scoring in 2021 still probably in the 20s but i still think yep. that uh you could you, I, who knows i don't think the losing team gets to 20. um i i think i think it's, i don't know if
1: the winning team does you remember clemson georgia i mean these are really good defenses that's true
2: well and okay so that is going i wanted to say that too earlier about the jt if i could go back real quick to jt i won't spend two seconds on this but in in looking at that as well i know a lot of people are like well jt struggled against clemson's defense clemson's defense is elite it's 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 very good also let's also look at the evolution of Georgia's offense over over the course of the year jt was playing in that game without george pickens without dominic blaylock without karis jackson darnell washington darnell washington was not in the game brock bowers was not I think I think John Fitzpatrick started that game. He so was brand Brock, new. Brock so. Bowers was brand new. Lad McConkey was brand new. I mean, you had AD Mitchell was unproven. You had uh, you knew uh, um, the uh, I think he's number eighty five. I can't think of his name. It's bothering me. Uh, I'll think of it later. Um, you, you had uh, who's the other? Yeah, uh, you had you had several other freshman skill players. I mean. Well, who knew who Lad McConkey was at the beginning of the year anyway? No. It it again, I'm not saying that they could that, that it was a great offensive showing. It wasn't. But at the same time, he was playing with a high school roster almost as far as experience level goes. And so it, it just to compare it's a little different I think I think that JT is above and beyond the better choice but I'll shut up about that now go on Continue. so
1: I, 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 moving on from that game to the Alabama Cincinnati game so yeah. obviously you know Alabama's double digit favorite I think they should be um, but Cincinnati's got a lot of talent you know just like we were saying last week don't underestimate Alabama Luke fickle is a great coach This secondary is phenomenal their pass rush is really really good I mean they have an elite defense in Cincinnati the, the thing I'm worried about is the physicality. And so Alabama all year struggled to run the ball. If Alabama can come out and establish a run game, which I think is probably very likely, um, then it's going to be very hard for Cincinnati to stop them if they're two-dimensional. Especially because I don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to score very many points, or at least points at will. Yeah. Um, you know, Desmariter's good. They have uh, Alec Pierce, I mean Jerome Ford. They're, they're talented players, but it's hard for them to put together a lot of points because it's not a super dynamic offense. They don't have the best supporting cast. But on defense, if they can stop their run on first and second down third and longs. This is what they want. They can play press coverage, especially now that Mechie's
0: gone. They can play press coverage. Yeah, and, and Sauce Gardner, the thing is, is that this, the two the two DBs, Kobe Bryant and Mod Sauce Gardner, they are good enough. Jameson Williams can go to either side. Both of these corners are good enough to shadow him the entire time, in the entire game, and take him out of the game. I think Sauce Gardner is good enough. Now, will he catch some passes? Yes. He can oh, catch some yeah. passes here and there, but that deep stuff... If they're playing the press coverage and the way I've seen with Sauce Gardner and the physicality, I think they can, I think they can keep up with Jamison Williams and slow him down.
1: Kobe Bryant actually uh, versus East Carolina a few weeks ago gave up a, a big catch on the sideline, uh, but that's not very characteristic. Sauce Gardner is very physical, over a thousand coverage snaps, never given up a touchdown. Um, the, the thing I like about their defense that's different than Georgia uh, and somewhat is that they have pass rushers across the board. These guys are not big run stuffers. You know Jordan Davis, phenomenal pass rusher, but he's a run stuffer first. He's not made to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. These guys are athletic defensive linemen. And so it's going to be harder for them to stop the run. They have good linebackers. I mean, from top to bottom, this is a good defense. The run support from their safeties is very good. But I'm excited. Um, but if they can't stop Alabama's offense, if they can't make Alabama one-dimensional, they don't have a chance. It's going to be hard. And, and I want Cincinnati to win. I, I'm really excited. Murder is dynamic. I, I think Desmurder's got to run the ball a lot more in this game, too because uh, if he's not using his legs i, I don't see how they're going to be able to put up significant points
0: yeah i think he uses his leg really well when he plays against bigger comp when he plays against exactly competition he runs the ball extremely well um you saw that against Notre Dame. he he played really smu well against, houston
1: yep. those games he ran like crazy yep east carolina tulsa and i will say that
0: alabama does struggle with running qbs they do they struggle um we can look back at we can look back at the Florida game that's what I was about to say yeah and and Emory Jones and we know that the Florida team is not good but that Alabama team really struggled on the front with their front four against that that option offense that Florida runs if, if I'm saying my my favorite matchup both the matchups I really like but I'm really I, I again with everything going on with the corners that Cincy has and the receiver the receiver that Alabama has I'm really interested in to see that matchup. I think that'll be my favorite matchup. Because I really do think that Georgia... I like Michigan. And I think Michigan's a really good team. And I Jim Harbaugh will drop a game plan. But I think Georgia's just too much on the front. I think they're just too much on the front four and that front seven. I don't know if Michigan will be able to move the ball. But it's not a prediction yet. It could, My mind could change. I'll just We've add got to a that. a few weeks before that game. Yeah,
1: I'll add to that. Versus Iowa in the first half, I was watching the game. And Iowa had a pretty consistent run game going. Aiden Hutchinson was not playing as well when Iowa was moving the chains, when they were pulling guards, pulling tight ends, when they were blocking him, keeping him off balance, where he couldn't just tee off on the passer. If Georgia can stay on schedule, it's a lot harder to rush the passer. Um, and so that's a big thing. They didn't stay on schedule versus Alabama for two quarters. Um, if they can do that, it, it makes it a lot harder for those addresses to tee off.
2: Can I ask my question now? Yeah. In a, in a few weeks, I guess it'll be after we're back from from Christmas break here, and after the playoffs. Well, I guess the playoffs will be will be shorter than Natty, but we're we're finished with that. Can if if uh, I just checked the Cotton Bowl. Does not have any special local rules that say there's a mercy rule or anything in the game. <laughs> can I uh, can can I just say that I was I could be wrong, but can I can I have permission to say I told you so? If Alabama run rules Cincinnati, that's my prediction. Well, right what now. is your definition? It's, Are we saying it's thirty not plus hammers them? Okay, yeah, not, like not. just uh, by thirty, I'll say three touchdowns i don't think
0: I, I mean i'll i'll take that because i don't think that alabama
2: I, I can work. see it
1: happening i don't know if it's likely it, it all depends the first quarter second quarter what alabama's offensive line can do because yeah. if they can run the ball you'll we'll be able be to
0: tell
2: by the first quarter I whether have, or not alabama's gonna steamroll i, steam I think i think there's potential that it's not even a game by halftime
1: i i also think though i mean <laughs> alabama has not looked too hot at several games this year um we don't need to be too confident because of what they've done. We don't need to underestimate no. Nick Saban. They're the clear cut favorite for the national championship, in my opinion. But we also need to remember Cincy is not a power five school, but they have the Cinderella story, um, they have momentum, you know, things like that. Crazy things happen, man. Look, Cincinnati
0: know. has one loss in two years.
1: To who? to georgia to georgia on a
0: 54-yard field goal
2: with yeah. four seconds Yeah, with opt-outs and a lesser look, team whatever look, <laughs> look
0: they have one loss all right yes they are a cinderella story but honestly this year has not felt like a cinderella story for me for cincinnati it hasn't been because they've been in the top 10 there's no cinderella they've been up there the entire year they've beaten a top 10 they beat a top five irish team the Fighting Irish are number five in the nation. Yes, I know you roll your eyes, Grant. I agree. I don't think 13 Notre points
1: D- at home. Notre Dame does not lose at home.
0: Yes. And again, Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's only loss, only loss. It was against Cincy. Notre Dame was 11 1. So you have to give credit to Cincinnati being 13 0 2. And they beat a good Houston team. I'll be, Houston's a group of five team. They beat a good Houston team. And again, Houston went up in the rankings after yeah, that game. Yeah. Houston was a good team. They beat a solid SMU team. I wouldn't say great. And they went to the Big Ten and they beat Indiana at home, and albeit Indiana's terrible this year,
1: looked like a good matchup but week one. It though.
0: looked a, it looked like a great
1: matchup My, in week one. Injuries so they play put, a part in that too. Yeah. So.
2: Well, so did Georgia, Florida, and Georgia, Clemson, and well, Georgia and Florida didn't look like a good matchup the, the week, week it was one though. Yeah. All, all, all I'm saying is, I want to see. This will be the first time that Cincinnati has played a team all year, and I'll even throw Notre Dame in there because I have. I, Precedent has been set. I have no respect for Notre Dame. Um, they're going to play somebody that wouldn't be given I mean, a game been to by the, an intramural by an intramural squad. They've they've been so, to the playoffs before this year more than Georgia did. So yeah, and they've I think Georgia scored more in the first quarter of the SEC championship game this past week than Notre Dame has in the playoffs. <laughs> so those are both um, very valid points. Come on, yeah. uh, but all of that to say, Cincinnati has played nobody and i i'm skeptical to say that i'm sorry playoff teams don't struggle with tulsa and so it, it, it it's just i just think that that's that is a, if you do that hypothetical situation here alabama goes and plays tulsa and plays just like that what is the reaction I
1: mean the reaction was pretty big versus Cincinnati too. I mean, it was, but yeah. it would
2: not be the same. Cal- I'm saying I'm not saying that wasn't. I'm just saying that because they were in the conversation at the time. So you have to have the reaction to it. But I'm saying if Alabama does, does that, it's like is Nick Saban okay? Is he no. is he still with us? I, you know that that I would mean be, there would be a lot of sprints that would be running. Yes, for Alabama. yes. I, I am just saying I. I if they give Alabama a game more power to them, I will be thoroughly impressed and both of you know me well enough to know that I will admit I was wrong in that sense. Yeah. However, I just don't see it happening, guys. I just don't see Cincinnati they're they're not one of the big boys. They're not they don't play big boy football. They play college football. They do not play big boy football.
0: I'll say this, I'll say this one thing. I think you're giving I think Notre Dame's gotten a bad rap though in the playoff. Their offense this is, got better is, after the. Loss. This is a hot take. This is a hot take. They played a, a Clemson team that first year. They in the playoffs and they got steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Clemson steamrolled Alabama,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they steamrolled Notre Dame. That
1: was supposed to be the best Alabama defense ever. Yeah, like, that Alabama's they, ever they had. Williams, so mean, they
0: steamrolled through that team. They steamrolled both teams. So everybody's like, "Oh, Notre Dame got smacked." Yes, they got smacked. But that was the it, super senior defense. But that that whole year Clemson ran through people as well um and I think that's that gives a bad rap to Notre Dame they've played Georgia multiple times and even though they've lost to Georgia they've been close games they have not been blowouts
1: last year was a close game yeah
0: Notre Dame has kept up with the big schools I think Oklahoma is a different story I think people put Notre Dame and Oklahoma in the same category I don't think I don't think it's the same category Oklahoma has gotten absolutely throttled Throttled by teams that when they played in the national championship, weren't as it was. It was a close game.
1: And they, now, Oklahoma's first two appearances, they they had good yeah, games and they yeah, lost close games. Yeah. Their, their last appearance with LSU, their
0: last two appearances with Kyler Murray and um with um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, they've gotten throttled. They have gotten throttled. Notre Dame also last year when they played Alabama, they actually played better than most teams played against Bama. They lost 31-14.
1: Had a hard time moving the ball. Alabama did. and That was a great Alabama offense. They scored less than they did versus Ohio State. So, I do what that's worth.
0: And and people are coming in. They're thrashing Notre Dame. Notre Dame actually played better than most teams played against Bama that year. And they still get heat for it. They should never be in the playoff. Even though they, they were the... I think they lost... Florida was the closest. Then I think it was Ole Miss... And then it was Notre Dame. Those were the three closest wins that Alabama had last year. And that was a historic Alabama team. Fast forward to this year. You say that I don't really count that win against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a top five pick in Kyle Hamilton. They got Marcus Freeman, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation. have had a great defense all year. And they've had... I, I know that Jack Cohn, their, their, their quarterback's not the greatest. He's a game manager. But they're still solid on offense, and they're improving. So I think that Cincinnati win against Notre Dame, I think that's, I think that's a good win. And I think I, that's kind of pushing me towards that. I think Cincinnati has a shot. And even if they don't, if, if Alabama doesn't play their best, I think Cincinnati can at, win. At winning? Yes, I think Cincinnati can win this game.
1: I think it's a possibility. I, yeah, I would not bet money. Like no. I wouldn't bet anything. I would bet
2: Alabama, I'll, I'll, but I I'll think, agree. There's a possibility in the fact that I guess if you line up to play any sort of sport, there is a possibility that one team can win.
0: Yeah, but it's not. I don't think there's that. There's a gap, but there's. It's not that big. It is not that big talent wise.
1: I don't think it is. I I think we put a lot of weight in the composite scores and things of that nature. Obviously, Alabama's team from top to bottom is way, way better.
0: Yeah, and the composite scores, but when it comes to But it's about teams playing.
1: Because Oklahoma State, that Oklahoma State defense, eight out of those 11 players are never going to play in the pros. If they are, they're going to be backups. That defense was phenomenal this year. And so we have to look at it. How do they play as a unit? Luke Fickle is a fantastically defensive-minded coach. If he can go in there and coach... And had the game he wants where he makes Alabama one-dimensional, which you know most teams, a lot of good teams have done this year. Uh, they have a chance. Um, I, I'm interested to see it. I, you know, I want Cincinnati to win. Do you know the reaction there would be if Alabama fell to a team like that? It would just ring hopes throughout college football. Uh, do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not. Bryce Young's probably gonna look really, really good. So we'll see what happens. I'll have my fingers crossed. Grant does not agree. I watched a 10 minute documentary <laughs> on what a bearcat was today. <laughs> And I've never wanted to watch a Cincinnati game more in my life. Just that has nothing to do with this, but just saying,
2: I'm, I'm on the hype, ladies and gentlemen. The best insight that's been given so far on this on this podcast was that's, just said.
0: <laughs> we, we base we base who we're going to pick on the podcast based on if we like their mascot or not. Basically,
2: but, how I pick my March Madness bracket every yeah. year, so it's fine.
0: All right, let's move on to the coaching carousel. This Mario, one was
2: weird. I'm just saying, Mario
0: Cristobal to Miami thoughts recruiting okay i will say this florida recruiting alabama and georgia going into florida and stealing recruits now that's no longer going to happen mario cristobal mario cristobal one of the best recruiters he was at oregon and he was recruiting extremely well to oregon he's in miami now they got an excellent recruiter in miami billy napier one of the best recruiters um, in the nation as well, Mike Norvell, who's already owning part of the state of Florida by getting Travis Hunter, the number one recruit, and the recruiting class that he's brought in. Those three coaches are excellent recruiters, and I really do think that the state of Florida might be off limits now when it comes to recruiting and stealing guys.
1: I don't think they're going to start having it off limits. Um, I, I, I think
0: I think Mario Cristobal will will start getting off now. I think my it's it's the University of Miami. It's in Miami, and he's one of the elite recruiters in the nation. He I no it's, tools, but it's but it has no tools to work with. It's different they're to recruit have to in Florida than it a lot is. in their
2: football program. I mean, your mm, your stadium is stadium's an hour away. Your mm-hmm. facilities don't compete with uh, with the SEC schools, and I'll throw Florida in there. Well, I think Well, no, Florida's
0: Florida's facilities now compete. They got the they, no, no, I'm saying I'm, the throwing, new facility. I'm saying Miami I'm throwing does. I'm
2: saying I'm throwing Florida in with like the Georgias and Alabama's as far as facilities go, obviously. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying it's going to be hard. I think I, I think Cristobal has an uphill battle competing with the Floridas and the Georgias and the LSUs and the Alabamas just based off of tools. I'm not saying he's not a good recruiter. He obviously is. If you can Fantastic. win, if you can win he, Oregon. He got Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, him. Justin Herbert. Yep. <laughs> I mean, personally, I feel pretty good about Penesaw. how we're recruiting Florida right now. But
0: I, I do think that that's about to dwindle away.
2: I do think, I think
1: Napier will have a better success yeah. rate than Cristobal. I think
2: what's going to be interesting about that too. I think uh, that's less likely to affect schools like Georgia and Alabama and LSU, well especially LSU because LSU really just recruits. Well, Texas, I don't know but, if
0: LSU is going to be able to recruit because um, remember Napier has ties in Louisiana. He just came yeah. from Louisiana, and now all those ties that he has in Louisiana,
2: yeah, now that
0: he's at Florida. I think those I'm, ties
2: could tie in. I don't. I'm not too. I don't know that. LSU is still going to recruit LSU, or it's still going to recruit Louisiana Tech as well. But I think that the schools that are really going to suffer from this, here's your prediction: the team we're not talking about, you know who's really going to suffer, I think, the University of Tennessee, because mm. here, here, here's what happens: if you look back, and it's true, when Georgia's good and Florida are good at the same time, Tennessee's not. It it is it is really hard. Tennessee does not have the same in-state talent. See Georgia and Florida. And yeah, Florida can go 30
0: use, minutes and, down the road and, and I'll, find a five-star.
2: And Georgia ha- has the same advantage. In-state, in the states of Georgia and Florida, those schools can survive relatively well with in-state talent. Alabama can, too, to a certain extent. Tennessee can't. Mm-hmm. South Carolina can't. That's why Clemson has to go out of state. I think, this, I think this adds to the developing issue happening in Clemson as well. You lose Brent Venables. You lose... I mean any any sort of quarterback which you really didn't have to begin with but you don't have you do not have the Deshaun Watson, you do not have the Trevor Lawrence. Now you don't have Brent Venables. I mean that was the one thing you could lean on every year is that their defense was going to be good. I think th- and with with combine that with the fact that they're recruiting averages around the 6 or 7 spot every year and now because they're in a talent poor state You're telling me that now I can't go to Florida to go pick people up? Yeah, because I I really do think – because
0: the Billy Napier hire for Florida This is – I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Mm -hmm. But there's the statistics to back it up. Billy Napier, when he was at BAM at wide receiver coach, his recruiting is off the charts. Cam Robinson, Calvin Reilly, Jerry Judy, I've said it, Trevon Diggs, all on the podcast. He he recruits off the charts, and he has ties to almost every high school – coach in the university of florida and ryan clark i don't know if anybody saw this but ryan clark went on first take and he was he's from lsu Mm -hmm. he was lsu safety he was absolutely livid that they hired brian kelly and not billy napier and he said this he said the reason why is this he said there's a guy down there in billy napier who's an hour away from louisiana from lsu and we went up and we got brian kelly he said my son when he was getting recruited by lsu Billy Napier came to our house and he said, I know you're getting recruited by bigger schools. He says, but I promise you this. When I'm at Louisiana, I will fulfill my contract and I will fulfill my oath with the team. And you know what? He did. He didn't go to to Ole Miss. He didn't go to South Carolina last year. He fulfilled his four-year contract with Louisiana and then he left Florida. My thinking is this. If you see that on first take, Ryan Clark saying that about Billy Napier... And recruits are gonna see that, that he's loyal to his team and he's loyal to his program and his culture and he's already a elite recruiter as it is. I do think that Florida and I, I do think with Mario Cristobal being there that Florida's gonna that those those Florida schools can start owning the state of Florida. And there's I don't think recruits are gonna be like, Oh, let's go to Bama like I don't think it's like, well, this is the hometown school and I know my coach is gonna be there. He's got a culture, he's got a program, I, I trust my coach to be there and be there for me. So I, I think that's just I think there's there's something different there there's I think there's going to be something different in the recruiting trail for these three Florida schools.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think they've and it, it shouldn't be seventeen of the top twenty recruits of the twenty twenty class are going out or twenty twenty two class are going out of state. Yep, um, two of the top recruits for Florida commits that are now going to the exact opposite school you want them to go to, um, and there's paw prints all over the peninsula that is Florida. So, yeah, well, I think, and, I, that, and that's something that they've that they've got to fix if yeah. you're going to be successful. There's too much in-state talent in Florida. To let I think Georgia those two, think those two top recruits are leaving because Dan Mullen left. Yeah, too. no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But you'd also, I mean, you. My point was just you don't want to lose them to that school, especially because yeah. they're they're your the immediate Georgia comparison, Georgia and Alabama. And so, and and you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see um, the progression of, of of Billy Napier at Florida. Um I don't know a ton about him. I know you followed him a lot more than I have just because you've had your eye on him for I mean, for oh, as I've a coach. had my
0: eye on him since like last year. Yeah.
2: And and if I can make one more, I don't mean to change the subject, but if I can make one more thing about Clemson too, the uh just a a question I want to get y'all's thoughts on it as well, but like if if you look back to their recruiting When they've had those generational talents when they've gone out of state you can say they don't recruit Georgia well And then you're like oh wait 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 no, but they got to Watson and Trevor Lawrence are both Metro Atlanta products my only thing with that is Deshaun Watson was pre Kirby smart and Trevor Lawrence was coming out at the same time that Justin Fields was coming so you knew he wasn't they weren't both going to Georgia. Yeah, so my question is to y'all, as far as, as we're talking about recruiting, and I'll, I'll I guess this is kind of like the the coaching carousel because of Venables. But do you think I think a lot of their success has been centered around generational talents the quarterback position and a good defense, good defensive line? Do you think there's some kind of rift that's going to start happening in Clemson between the football team and success? I mean, is this is this is this a little bit of a I think off point.
1: I think this is a critical point because we've seen Alabama in the past decade have a season where they they don't meet standards, and the next off season they change personnel and they come back better than ever. Yeah, with Clemson they haven't had to face anything like that since 2011. I mean they've been a fantastic yep. program since 2014. I mean they've really been building these 10 win seasons, these double digit win seasons, uh, playoff seasons. Um, it's interesting though because Brent Venables has been there. We're going to see how much of the defense was Venables and how much of it was Dabo. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of transition they have on defense. But the transfer portal is the biggest thing for me. How many players are going to stay in-house and believe what Dabo says? How are they going to do at quarterback? How are they going to make adjustments on offense? Because everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen on the defense? Guys, their defense is going to be okay. What's going to happen on offense? And their offense has gotten better throughout the season. Um, But I'm really interested to see where this turns because if it goes down – from this year if it, if it gets worse from this year and you got teams like you know pittsburgh wake forest been looking good um unc has great recruits i know they didn't do anything with it this year but you you can't lose ground i think if they start to snowball downhill especially uh with south carolina having a better season than they have had i mean a little bit of hope um the shane train you know i, I just don't think clemson can gain can afford to lose this off season
0: I, I, one of those things though is is south carolina is coming is on the come up but I don't. Th- I think South Carolina's threshold is um, nine, nine, ten wins. I they have a ceiling. Yeah, they have a ceiling. I don't think. I think Clemson's ceiling is a whole lot higher than South Carolina for right now. But from, I'm saying for years to come. Yeah, years to come. I uh, here's the thing. All right, this is a biased opinion. I've been to South Carolina's campus. It's not impressive. It is. T- it is bad. It yeah. is yeah, really it's not, bad. It's not impressive. It <laughs> is really bad. So as a recruit, if I'm going there. I'm not. I'm, I've, I've been to Athens. I've been to Gainesville. I've been to Knoxville. All three of those campuses are better. Like overall. I mean, they're, they're better cities. And, yeah. And I would put, um, if I had to choose, <laughs> based off football town, probably Athens. Campus wise, I would put Florida just because it's the state of Florida and and just it's a nice area clemson has a way nicer campus than south carolina yeah in terms of athletics yeah yeah. so that that's another thing but i mean it's just i i don't know south carolina they they're they're interesting because i think if they have the right guy at the helm i think they can come i think they can compete i mean look at steve spurrier um but it, it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see. Hey, I will say this.
2: Don't on, mention that name. If,
0: <laughs> if you've ever been on NCAA football and you've done a dynasty, South Carolina is always good somehow. I don't know how. All right, and at least any time I play, game's played, eight years old. At, at least any time I play, because it's
2: him. They, they they would always win like one or, they would always win a national championship at some point. So, well, it's it's okay. And I was actually about to say exactly what you said when you compared those three campuses. So when you when you or when you to South Carolina, Georgia or Athens is. It's a classic city. It's it's consistently it's a, ranked it's as the a, top college town in the country. It's a football town. Yeah, yeah, it's the top. It's it's literally ranked as the top football t- uh, college college town in the country. You have Florida, which is just in the state of Florida. The yeah. weather is great, and the
0: and the campus is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And then, there's a reason why recruits and then go there.
2: Tennessee you get to play in Neyland stadium it, it there, there are draws to those schools and it's like south carolina oh okay columbia they, they
0: have the towel they have the towel thing the, the towel's coolest been
1: doing better
2: than, i'm sorry i feel
1: like we're wrong. knocking tray cool. As coolest, I, know, I, I, I take no offense I,
2: no doubt coolest intro in the conference but i'm just saying it's uh, who goes there I don't, the, I don't know i don't mean, know i don't know if it's the coolest intro i, I would say though, when the lights come down is
0: pretty
1: cool. so he's he's That's been bringing up venables I said last week that I thought Venables was the guy. I think we agreed on that. Yes. And I think as Oklahoma, you know, we just watched the SEC shorts. How Lincoln Riley left. (laughs) You know, he wasn't ready for that SEC action. Brandon Venables
0: will not run. He will not run from the SEC.
1: I think his defensive style and his coaching style is similar to SEC coaches. Yeah. And so as they prepared to have this transition in the future to go to the SEC, to recruit for the SEC, to to play SEC ball, I think that's the reason they make the hire, especially because he was there with Stoops. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought there might be a chance Stoops comes back. I wouldn't be surprised if Stoops was really involved with Venables. Um, but I'm really excited to see. I would be interested to see what kind of recruits they get if Caleb Williams stays. But I think this is all about Look, the future. If,
0: if Oklahoma, if Caleb Williams stays, Oklahoma could have a shot next year, I think, in the SEC. And I think the reason why is because of Brent Venables' scheme. And what he's going to bring to that Oklahoma defense? Because they have talent. They have four. And they have four and five stars. They need to recruit better talent. Yeah, they need to recruit better talent, of course. But they have four and five stars on that defense. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just filled with three stars. No, they have talent. I just think their schemes have been so bad. Well, and I think Brent Venable's coming there is going to be a they're whole the, lot better. They're
1: the spread prevent slowdown schemes. They haven't been. Let's play press coverage. Let's rush the passer. Let's stop the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's what bigger schools like. You got the Big Ten, the ACC, and its heyday. You know five years ago before it was a bad conference and the <laughs> sec i mean the, that's the way defense was played they play pro-style defense mm-hmm. and so the big 12 they don't play pro-style offense or defense um i think playing pro-style defense would be huge Um, that's something i thought texas was gonna do better this year i was very wrong um, yeah but I, i'm excited to see that
2: um yeah, they got beat by Kansas. i'll take some big 12 offense right now i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> just, <we> the, <laughs> those offenses don't that <laughs> hey,
1: you, you remember a couple years ago the big 12 offense looked really good for a half versus georgia second half the Big 12 offenses when you when you figure out the plays, it, it's tough to sustain.
2: Yeah, we got the defensive thing. I'll take it for a half. We got the defensive <laughs> thing figured out. You give us a lead. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, actually, give us thirty-one zero. No, I take. I was gonna say we're gonna need about thirty-one though because we've seen. I, I want more than two scores. Just y'all will understand that joke. I don't.
0: Yeah, well, you need two more than two scores because Kirby Smart always seems to give
2: up two score leads. You know, Go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah. To sorry, one, to one score in particular. Dab that into one your. Guy, I did your to myself. Gut. I set it up. Yeah, it's fine. Did. It's fine.
1: Speaking
0: it's fine. of defense, though,
1: there's yeah, another yeah, guy yeah, we they, talked about last Marcus
0: week. Marcus Freeman, man, this I this was a phenomenal hire. This is the guy that I think Notre Dame needed because he's. everybody's like Chip Kelly was recruiting really really well at Notre Dame. No, he wasn't. Marcus Freeman was recruiting well at Notre Dame. Did you see the reception that those players gave him when he was announced as a head coach? They love him. They Those players, that is the that is the first time I've ever seen a reception where the players literally huddled around their new head coach and started chanting at the top of their lines, who, 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 Freeman, Freeman, like when he got announced. I've never seen that. And well, love cult- culture-wise, I think that's huge. I think that's huge for Notre Dame. And I think the recruits, I don't think Chip Kelly leaving is going to hurt. Brian, the, oh, Chip Kelly, my word. You did the same thing on the last podcast. Uh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I got Chip Kelly on my mind because Mario Cristobal. Was left. it
2: bad when he said the first time I was sitting here going, "When was Chip Kelly?" At Brian no, Kelly. <laughs> Brian. I said
0: that twice. Yeah, Chip Kelly. I used to think they were Chip brothers. Kelly to Oregon or <laughs> right, hint hint Chip Kelly to Oregon. Um, Oregon's open. Uh-huh. He needs
1: needs to go back. Yeah, he did. Another thing I didn't say earlier is Mario Cristobal had Justin Herbert and Kayvon Thibodeau on the same team. Mario Cristobal, over his last three years at Oregon, disappointed me every season. Every season, they had a roster that was above watch every out, other roster
0: in the Pac-12. Watch out, watch out Miami. I
1: don't get why it was such a big deal to hire. I know he's a good recruiter, and I know he's a Saban disciple. <laughs> I got One of my teachers in high school told me one time he thought it was bad. The only time I ever talked about disciples was when I talked about Saban's <laughs> disciples. Yeah.
0: But, but I, I get it. He's got the pedigree.
1: But he didn't do anything
0: in Oregon. He didn't do anything. No, he didn't. And he, so, did. uh, he didn't make it to the college football playoff ones.
2: Can I just invite a Florida fan and a South Carolina fan to come over to a Georgia fan's point of view and just be pessimistic? Yeah, about so go Just come on over. Come pessimistic on over. about what? I'm, I'm coming over. Other coaches, the quarterbacks, uh, just pessimistic about the oh, outlook. I'm pessimistic in about
1: Miami. I don't. I don't think this is. Okay. I don't think they're going Please back to the Please tell me you're not pessimistic about Billy Napier. I think, I know,
2: I'm not, I, I think I'm, that's I'm, a good hire. I'm just un, I think he's just. I think he's unproven. I mean, you. I, I know uh, he's been, had success. Unproven.
0: I know he was at Louisiana, but he was eleven and one, ten and one, and eleven and one. There are just guys that I, I kind of feel are built like that, and there are guys that aren't. I, I feel like he's built like that. You know what I'm saying? Let he me, me get, he let, may have been unproven. He took a Louisiana team that was garbage first year seven and seven. Then he finally got his guys, and they were eleven and one, ten and one, and eleven and one.
2: To answer that question, will you do a quick Google search for me? Just Google uh, Scott Frost Nebraska, <laughs> and then get back to me on that. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that's yeah. that's okay. First off, that is that's a, that's off, a good point. That's a good.
2: Point. Let's look at Nebraska
0: and let's look at Florida. What <sighs> is let's <sighs> man. Let's look at don't argue history.
2: Nebraska takes it. Yes,
0: Nebraska takes it. But who was Nebraska good? Was Nebraska good? Was Florida? Florida? Okay, first off, it's different though. Him coming in. First off, Florida was Florida's six and six this year. They've had a down year, but they are never down to earth. Think of Nebraska. Nebraska has been down to earth for a while. Florida has been ten and three. Eight and 4, 10 and 3, 11 and two. It, it, They've been there
1: in Nebraska's defense. They literally are Michigan State this year, just like the opposite. Like instead of winning all the close games, they lost all the close yeah. games. It's tough. I hate it for Scott Frost, but you could kind of see it. Like at UCF, the difference between them and Cincinnati in 2018, none of those players are in the pros. You've got Mike Hughes plays for the Chiefs. Gabriel Davis plays for the Bills. That's it. Like no, yeah. no one else plays. So like they didn't have the pedigree, they just had a good system and a great quarterback. Yep. Um, I, I that's I think that's another thing. He wasn't recruiting well there.
0: How? How dare you compare Nebraska and Florida? Don't right you now. mention Scott Frost's name on this podcast? Do not even dare. All right, my Florida side is coming out. I, am well, gonna, gonna I'll Pull up the score. Look, uh, look no. <laughs> Billy Napier, Look, look. I know. It. Again the florida side's maybe coming out of me a little bit because billy napier being the head coach but i've been following him for two years he has <laughs> i have been following him for two years and i've known how he recruits and how what kind of coach he is and what kind of culture builder he is trey if nothing There's, else
2: this he, speaks to the dedication of this florida fan and i'm going to compliment him uh, real he quick. reminds
0: it, it, he the, reminds me of almost almost a not a well, Kirby came from Alabama as a defensive coordinator. Different.
1: Very different. I mean, Very
0: different. But he remind, But he's that Sabin disciple, like Jimbo, like Kirby Smart. Well, he brings in that one culture. One thing that gives this, you hope.
1: I saw a post today. It was Nick Saban's assistance from the year 2015. Speaking about Saban disciples, these guys were some faithful disciples.
2: When you wait, I, wait, I, wait. say one thing. Say one thing, Grit. I say was just saying, saying we'll your compliment I, I, that I owe you here, he's right. He is a dedicated Florida fan. I mean, if you are so dedicated and have found a guy you want so bad and thinks going to be this successful at your school that you will go to the school he's currently at that's televised about once a month— <laughs> And, and still follow them and then and then come back and tell me that it's evidence of success and that he's he, going to he be a national champion. He has turned the program completely around in his defense. And I, man, and look, terrible, you can only, I know, dude. Look, you look, got you can that rival only, UL Monroe up the street. Hey, I mean, look. it's just...
0: All right, all right. This guy is hey, hey, look, look, oh, he's look he's at cynic. me. Cynic. Hey, look at me. Let me let me, <laughs> let me tell you this, all right? Group of Five and Power Five are different, okay? They're completely different on... Yeah, I know. Cincinnati, shocker, <laughs> shocker, shocker, shocker,
1: right? The, they're different tiers. Well, in the they're group di- of five. Are
0: about different Cincinnati? Different There's different tiers. There's different tiers in Group of Five. Some some are elite. Okay. Same thing as now the ACC think and SEC. Think of they're the group, different, different tiers. Think of Group of Five, all right, and Power Five. Because your culture, your culture doesn't change. Okay, cultures don't change when you go to different programs. If you create a winning culture at Louisiana. Louisiana Lafayette, that culture, that winning culture will still go to Florida. That culture does not change. The difference between Dan Mullen and the winning culture that he had and the difference between Jim McElwain and Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp never had a winning culture. Mm -hmm. He was a defensive coordinator. Jim McElwain, he had one good year at Colorado State. He never made a winning culture. Dan Mullen never had a winning culture at Mississippi State. Yeah. He was eight and four, Agreed. nine and three every Agreed. single year.
1: I'll back you up with some stats.
0: Billy Napier came in. Louisiana Lafayette was terrible, was terrible. He came in his first year. seven and seven made it to the conference championship game. The next three years, I believe it's 11 and one. you can fact-check me if I'm wrong. 11 and one or 12 and one. 10 and one, COVID year. And twelve and one this year with a conference champ win. He has sustained a culture, and I think that can translate to power five. You may think, oh, he he's not he's not proven in the power five culture. Never changes. Culture stays You're the same. You're exactly right. And here, would, here's
2: my here's my only examples. thing about that. And here's my only thing. I agree. Culture and he, and I'll give him credit for the culture. There is a difference between establishing a culture coming in. And then realizing that if you're at the University of Florida, there is a difference in competition. Like I said before, I'm being serious now. UL Monroe, that's one thing to go coach against. somebody I don't know if they actually play UL Monroe. I'm just that's another. They do. They do. Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming they play. They do. But (laughs) uh, anyway, they. So when you're coaching against them, that's one thing. Who does Florida play every year? I'll counter that though. and, And LSU. It's a lot different to go and from playing UL Monroe to playing two coaches. Yeah, but that's to a, that's to, a strategy and scheme thing. It I don't is, think that's a culture is. thing. I know it's not, but I'm saying the culture thing is one well, thing. I separate that from the game from having to actually coach in a game and make decisions. You're competing against now with LSU. You're going to be competing against two coaches that have combined for five playoff appearances. And, well, I mean, just Georgia's got the wins. To, to entertain. They've been there, but <laughs> they, uh, but, but anyway, you've, you're, you're having to play them every year with the hopes of then eventually beating schools like those two and going to play that machine in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it's a totally different. It's totally different. I would
1: say Urban Meyer. What did he do? Nevada destroy the Florida program? Florida?
0: No, not Nevada. He was at Utah.
1: Utah, Utah. Yeah. I'm thinking of um am I thinking of? who
0: is it in Nevada I before? You, I don't know who you're thinking of.
1: Uh, I was thinking of, okay, never mind. Um, but was at
0: Utah. He had yeah, Alex Smith. What,
1: yeah, Alex Smith. That's what I was thinking. I, Kaepernick. That's yeah, what I, yeah, I, yeah. I got to you Sorry about that. Um, and then Jim Harbaugh. Small school, Stanford. He transferred it. Chip Kelly, or Jim, Brian Kelly. You got me. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. I mean, these guys transferred the winning program. They never missed a beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Urban Meyer completely transformed Florida. And so I think if you do have the culture and the mindset, if you're built like that, you can do it and so i think it's a it's a definitely a thing that it it varies from individual to individual because we saw scott frost didn't stay yeah um i think a lot of it has to do with the program facilities recruiting stuff like that
0: i mean that's a look i don't even know how we got on this conversation i think it was because you brought up the scott frost um but it was just overall we got into marcus freeman defensive coordinator netter Dame um now a head coach brand votables at oklahoma um and then we had the Mario Cristobal in the Florida recruiting. The thing that T, that Trey was going to mention, the 2015 Alabama coaching staff, and now, Grant, I, don't, I think you see this on the paper, but head coach Nick Saban, offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin, defensive coordinator Kirby Smart, wide receivers coach Billy Napier, offensive line coach Mario Cristobal, defensive back coach Mel Tucker.
1: <laughs> All of those coaches have had teams in the top 10 this season. Look,
0: <laughs> but, oh, not Billy Napier didn't.
1: Oh well, yeah. Sorry about that. I,
0: he was at Louisiana. Yeah, okay. yeah
1: that, that's my bad. But I'm saying he, he also. Don't had a great smile,
0: spin. Grant. Don't don't smile. Don't don't think we got the bad of the bunch. All right, all right. Let's move on to two. We're still on the east. <laughs> all right, let's move on to two other games. Oh, speaking about Mario Cristobal. Yeah, let's let's talk. Um, Oregon. good hire. <laughs> oh, Oregon, thirty-eight to ten against Utah. You got blown out again. They improved. They improved from last game. They, they scored
2: did. three more points. They scored. Yeah, three more there points. we go. Yeah. Defense great, still stinks.
0: Great job, Oregon way to way to blow your chance of the playoff. You beat Ohio State and then you lose to Stanford and then you lose to Utah twice. Dude, Utah's a scary team. If we had an eight
1: playoff bracket, if we had a bigger playoff, Utah would be the team no one would want to play right I now. I took
2: Utah in their bowl game. Upset over Ohio State. Maybe
1: i think i think it's possible because i mean oregon had ohio state's number i know it was early Matt and
2: i'm but. still in a haze from saturday so i could be totally wrong so yeah. just take everything i say <laughs> to grant assault utah's defense is
1: good right you, you, utah yeah utah's defense is good they have good special teams On I offense, know. i don't think they're anything special but i mean i, I think they're above I average think
0: the me saying utah's defense is good right i was there was a knock to grant for george's defense sorry grant 34 to
2: 7 30 34 to 7 that, that's funny Billy Napier, twenty-two. Oh, he's coming. I, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's coming. The power that is the University of Louisiana is coming yep. to Gainesville, Florida. Oh man,
0: this is this is gonna hurt this guy. It, it's it's Have fun
2: <laughs> going like six and six next year. <laughs> hey, we're building up. pac twelve. Eight and
0: four. Hey, I give him eight. Look, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so we're gonna move to the we're moving to the Pack twelve here. This whole organ mess, there's a reason why Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma and he didn't want to go to the SEC and he went to the Pac-12 cuz it's a mess. He he can go 10 and 2, 11 and 1 and win the Pac-12 you can go to SEC, you go 10 and 2 and 11 and 1 and you might not make the you might not make it. Uh-oh, Heisman he- finalists announced. Heisman finalists just announced. We got Bryce
1: Young, Kenny Pickett, CJ Stroud and Aiden Hutchinson. That's the top four. Wow. No
0: Will Anderson.
1: I'm surprised, but I agree with that. The last three weeks, I, I agree with that. Aiden Hutchinson, I feel like the people would rather see him than...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm Can you pick it?
1: Fake slide. Fake slide will get you Can into the he... Heisman. He won't win it, go. but at least he's there.
2: Question for you, Trey, back to this thing about, uh, about Lincoln Riley. Philosophical setup here. So John Locke. Is famous for uh, talking about the philosophy of tabula rasa, the blank yes. slate. Correct. Yes. Is that not what the Pac-12 is right now? It's literally a. It's literally totally wide open. It's a blank slate. You can go in and make what you want of it.
1: The I, I, I think he literally left Oklahoma because he did not want to go to LSU and play in the SEC. He didn't want to stay in Oklahoma and play in the SEC. He's going to a place where he's going to get more money, yep. have more assets to recruit. Oh, so good. He, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna have. He's gonna own.
0: If you can own California.
1: Dude, Pete Carroll had a dynasty for matter, over a decade. Matter die? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you can lock down California, put borders around California, and I think he's doing that. I mean, he's had so many recruits flip for him. He's a brilliant coach. He's very young. He's hip. He is Los Angeles. Like he's what they want. Um, so I think that's very good. I think the only thing is, if Chip Kelly does go to Oregon, I don't think it's likely. But if it happens, oh Ch- Chip Kelly's not a bad coach. I mean, we forget no. what Chip Kelly was a decade ago. Um, I, I'm not saying that they're going to be like world beaters, but that'd be something to watch. Um, but I think they're the clear favorites of the Pac-12 for the next like six years, five and years.
2: You're, you were absolutely at a school too that's that has more money than they know what to do with. So I mean, and they have
1: they've had bad coaches. Like their last three uh, coaches, like who were they? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They've settled for their last three coaches, and so the fact that they went out and got the guy
2: since Kiffin, they haven't really gone out and gotten that name. Didn't um, Ed Ogeron
0: so, coach? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was Ed Ed o. Lane Kiffin Clay Helton So if if Lane if, if Lincoln Riley is what is is that young hip thing that LA wants He's like Sean McVay then Ed Ogeron would be like the absolute antithesis he's
1: like the uncle you don't like to hang out with on thanksgiving but like he's a he makes funny
0: jokes and so coach, you can't yeah hey, coach joe uh, hey, uh, hey. would
2: be the uncle i hey. want to hang out go, with on thanksgiving oh, not, go, not go, in usc go, though go, go, Tro- go trojans go 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 tigers go tigers go go, go tigers i love <laughs> Please can he, you not know, can somebody give him a job at the sec network we got yeah, to at, least didn't, do at least he did i do not want
0: him to be a commentator at, at least he didn't fake, at least he didn't fake a southern accent Brian
1: Kelly. Oh, shots fired. Um
0: nine nine <laughs> Baylor versus five terrible. Oklahoma State, 21-16. Trey, you mentioned it. Um, oh, this one, this one, I mean, I You I can't said believe he it. wouldn't throw three interceptions, but he threw four. I mean, okay, Mike Gundy's best chance
1: at making the playoff. Oh, that's by far. His best chance ever. This thing, this game, all I could think about was Chuba Hubbard. Twice. Twice you have the ball. Four plays from the two yard line. You can't score once? They ran the exact same play on first goal, second goal, third and goal. I don't remember if they threw it or if they ran they it. They threw got, it on third and goal. Yeah, okay. And then fourth and goal, they give the handoff, man. Four inches away from the playoff. I, I would, Which, in, in the end, I don't think they would have made it either way. But um, I, I don't think they would have been ahead of Cincinnati. Maybe over Cincinnati. Who knows? Uh, we'll never know. Um, one thing I think from this game, though, because of what's happening, in Oklahoma, I think Baylor has a really good chance. Baylor has had three different coaches in like the last five or six years.
0: Dave Aranda's building a culture. He there.
1: he is, and I'm saying if they wouldn't have lost to Oak State earlier in the year, they definitely would have been in the. I mean, they have a defense. They play real football. I mean, they play football that can compete with a Big Ten school with SEC schools. Um, they don't have a good quarterback. I mean, like they're not amazing in their talent. But as a unit, I mean, they play winning football. Mm-hmm. I think the next two, three years, if they can build on this, I think them at Oklahoma really have a chance. I think that's really hard for a school like Texas and Oak State because Oak State's losing so many players. Texas is coming from behind. Baylor has momentum, man. I think after that, I mean, they had a statement win. I'd like to see what they do in their bowl game because I think bowl games have a huge impact on how you leave the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very impressed with Baylor. I'm Very, very unimpressed with Oklahoma State's offense.
0: Is Baylor the powerhouse in the Big 12, you think?
1: I, I think that it's happening that what way. What happens
0: if... What about Cincy? What if Cincy, Cincy's made into the Big uh, 12? I think that's really going to help them. Grant, 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 Grant. Grant. Grant I think... Th- I'm th- saying now Cincinnati would be a Power 5 school. The, the money Cincy, they're going to get to join the
1: Big 12? Yeah. Plus would
0: they be a Power 5 school? They would will, they be a Power 5 powerhouse at Big the,
1: 12? They will recruit to recruit the Midwest like no one besides maybe Kansas State. And, and so I think that will help them. Um... I'd be interested because, I mean, I think Cincy-Baylor would be a really good matchup this year. Uh, but I think Baylor's got a better chance. It, it depends on what happens to Luke Fickle. If Luke Fickle sticks it and stays, I think Cincinnati will do good in the Big 12. Uh, I think they'll be way ahead of the other schools that are joining. I think that's actually good for the Big 12. I think it's good for college football, what's mm-hmm, happening. Yeah. The
2: Big but Baylor, t- The Big 12's been so good in the playoff, uh, at winning games in the playoff, that I think that Cincinnati is definitely going to get a boost. They have the first Cincinnati, Cincinnati,
1: Cincinnati technically has a chance to be the first ever Big 12 team to win a playoff game because if they win <laughs> three years from now they'll be the first team that ever won a playoff is, game. This is true. That's, that's a fact. This but is true. I think Baylor has a really good chance to do something special like being being very serious. Like they they have a winning football program there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they've been good in the past as well. They were one bad game versus Oak state away from having a chance of making the playoff. I think if Baylor would have beaten Oak State earlier in the year and then beaten them this past week, I think they would have gotten in over Cincy. I think they would have been
2: in, too. All oh, right. man. Wait, are you saying that like we should not like we should take a Power 5 school series over an undefeated group of five teams? Oh, okay. I'm just clarifying.
0: <laughs> just wait till Cincinnati beats
2: Alabama. <laughs> I'll wear a Florida jersey if that happens. Our, on this oh, that's, that's on the, the podcast.
0: It's on the books. Yep. All right. I will, Everybody is listening... I will
2: do the podcast... In a Florida jersey. Yes, I will
0: take a picture. I will put it on the Instagram. I'll put it on my Instagram. Yes. If Cincinnati beats Alabama, he will wear a Florida jersey. I'll do the chomp or whatever you call it. Oh, that. man. This
1: is <laughs> that
0: You thing. are digging yourself a hole. Sauce Gardner, don't let me down if you're listening. Probably not, but I wish. Um, now let's get into the New Year's Six Bowl games. All right. 12 Pitt, 10 Michigan State. I actually I, I think this is a good matchup. I'm excited for this excited to see kenny pickett um michigan states their passing defense is horrendous yeah i'm taking it is, by it 10. is one of the worst passing defenses and i just think i think kenneth walker will run all over them but i think kenny pickett will pass all over them absolutely
2: more. love mel tucker fantastic coach michigan state did really well in locking him down but yeah i agree too many close games this year I think they're a good school. They're on the rise. Well, definitely. he doesn't have recruits there. But they, I mean, he doesn't have his players. They're definitely on the rise. They're a they are an extremely well coached team. But yeah, Pitt Pitt by a score. Um, I think I, I don't think it's I don't it's not a big it's not a big big win. But I definitely think it's a score. So um, we're going to move on. We got three more New Year's Six bowl games, and
0: then we'll wrap up the podcast. Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame.
2: Nutter, Give me Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Oh,
1: I think I think that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a big deal for Oak State. I think they have a good defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Freeman didn't come out have a big win punctuate the signing.
2: Oh that that would be dope. I also wouldn't be shocked. I say Oklahoma State, I would not be shocked if Notre Dame wins just because I think Oklahoma State's in that same position that Georgia's been in before that, that, that first team out is in. Yeah. Where it's like, oh man, we really wanted to be in that top I don't think they'll four. do that
1: though, because they're not they're not Georgia. This is so good for them still. But I that's feel like true. they will be that's sad. True.
2: They're not a perennial playoff contender. Um but
1: yeah. But I think if Notre Dame was in the Big twelve, I mean we'd be talking about a different season. Yeah, that's so true. And we'll see what happens. Yeah continue.
2: Uh, yeah. Rose Bowl. this is
0: I'm excited for this. Utah Great versus game. Ohio State. I don't know. It's kind of getting, I'm excited for it, but it, it's kind of give me the feels of a couple of years ago of Washington versus Ohio State.
1: Man, fun game.
0: And Ohio State might blow them out, but also it could have the feels of Utah keeping up with Ohio State and possibly winning this game. I know you
2: already picked Grant. I'm Just for the fun of it, Utes by three. Utes by three.
0: I, I say CJ Stroud
1: throws five touchdowns and they win decisively. Ooh.
2: I could also see that happening. I'm I, just I, having I see fun about
1: it.
0: I'll yeah. um, say triggerable. This is the last one in the end the podcast. Give me Lane, Lane Train <laughs> versus Dave Aranda and that nasty Baylor defense. Man, this is going to be a good game. Baylor by one and a half.
1: I mean, these are really closely matched <laughs> schools. I mean, they they do similar things, but I mean, one is strong on offense, one is strong on defense. What do you think,
2: Grant? Give me Ole Miss with by a touchdown and a field goal.
0: Ooh, by ten at the start. I mean, we'll talk about it later on in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But. I don't know
1: if I'd, I would I'd, I'd give Old Miss by seven. I think Shea Patterson is the difference. Uh he may opt out. We don't know. Um but Baylor's got good pass rush You said it Shea
0: Patterson? Whoa. That's old Trey, are whoa. You right? It's Three. Matt Corral. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Whoa.
2: I was just I was literally doing I was like I was, when did Shea Patterson go to Baylor? I was, like, I, was I just had, a, I had whoa, I just had a big flashback. I saw the twenty in my mind. We've had a we've
0: had a rough podcast, I guess. I'm um, sorry, guys. Hey.
1: I'm having old miss flashbacks i apologize. jt
0: barrett shay patter you still living back in 2017 dude no i'm thinking i'm
1: back in high school with them saving <laughs> disciples man they got a throwback kind of day oh man um but yeah i think Ole miss will take the win
0: i i right now i'd probably lean toward baylor actually but i don't know i won't give a prediction now you know i'm not gonna pull a grant and uh, by, dude, by I'm, I'm just guns blazing right now because
2: of <laughs> of where I'm at, like in, 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 I, my mental state right now. <laughs> I, I got we we got a, it. Who's gonna win? Florida UCF? I oh, mean, that was oh, that was what I was wanting to say. Oh, before, even, before the end of the podcast. The I, before know, the I, end of the podcast, I, I just want to say before, the ball game before I before, before Zach can cut us off because he don't he don't want me to say this. <laughs> I just remember December the 23rd. That's right. It's before Christmas, guys. It's early. You get your before Christmas Eve. You get your early football. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's the I don't even the Union something Gasparilla Bowl I don't know the (laughs) Gasparilla the the United mayonnaise manufacturers it's something they're playing they're playing Central Florida Florida versus Central Florida and Florida is by some miracle like a touchdown favorite right now so
1: (laughs) I I think Florida will win especially because.
2: Dude, I appreciate
1: gonna, yeah. that,
0: Trey. You see us, you know, you're play, you're allowed back on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Grant Grant's <laughs> allowed <laughs> since he wins. For everybody that loves Grant on the podcast, I mean, he's not coming back <laughs> unless, unless Cincinnati wins. Unless Cincinnati, <laughs> wins. unless he went, unless since he wins. <laughs> I'm gonna man. tell you right
2: now: if, if if I end up in a Florida jersey and Georgia loses to Michigan, he's not gonna tell me I can't come back <laughs> on the podcast. I'm just done. So. <laughs> <laughs> i'm probably gonna switch to like i don't know what's another college sport like lacrosse i'll watch yeah. lacrosse you can grant try.
1: grant does have a thing for college golf just
2: saying he's an all-american yeah like,
0: all-american golf player right here on, on the podcast thank you,
2: thank you trey yes
0: and <laughs> yeah he's he's yeah,
2: golf is my sport
0: blushing in his seat right now but
2: i have i have a passion for college football yeah, amen so. amen i all right, should all red blood and americans what did yep. you
1: say? I said, as should all red-blooded Americans. <laughs> College football is
0: the people's sport. Yeah, we, we live for it. We it's, live for it's it. It's
2: the Dwayne Johnson of, is it, isn't that? Yeah, It's, the rock, about, it's, the it's rock. about drive. It's about power. Yes, we stay hungry. It's, the, it's power. power. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the rock of American sports. <laughs> I <I'd> concur.
0: <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to be the end of the College Football Podcast. It's great for y'all to join us. Again, we are on Spotify. We are on RSS.com. We are on Apple Podcasts. So go check us out. Listen to the podcast, whether it's for five minutes or the entire hour and 23 minutes that we're on. Enjoyed y'all for listening. Take care.